0: Welcome to the Futile Podcast. Tonight, it's Zach, it's Ian, and it's... It's Rocco. And we're going to talk about from 2018. Oh my God, it's 2018. We haven't done enough of these, Zach. I think this is the first 18, maybe. Don't maybe me. not. Um, well, it's not. We've done several things from this year. Maybe. Um, right, we did Mission Impossible. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, the Predator, written and directed by Shane Black, who they brought in to the original Predator to make script edits but he didn't really do any of that he just added those couple of dirty jokes was he brought into uh, how, big, how was big he brought into script doctor before was. or after he was cast in i think that they cast him after to he was do cast it. yeah because yeah. i watched the special features on predator seth and i watched predator and then i watched them after the fact and there i
1: mean it's a real simple special feature john mctiernan is kind of interesting in it Supposedly, he was very upset that they that they they like Trojan horsed him into uh, being a, a writer on it, and he was upset because he was hired as an actor and didn't want to do work for free. Oh, right, because he uh, was
2: he was so highly paid as a writer at that time that uh, that was beneath him to do any sort of script. I think
1: it. I think they did that to him because of Lethal Weapon's success, and I think he might have felt like he was he was hot shit, and um, thought he deserved some some extra scratch for it, and I, I think that's maybe valid but uh yeah so i supposedly that's why they killed him off so soon in the film but well, it just makes sense that he dies he's a nerd
0: possibly and i think i um, from, from his side of it all i can get is from the special features to actually interview he's interviewed back then a bunch of it he kind of just sort of seems to write it off that like there's nothing wrong with the script you know like they, they do this you know they bounce back and forth they have you take a pass at it and then just use the original script anyway you know kind of thing so i right. been kind of dismissive about the whole idea of doing it but it was fine to just have an adventure in the jungle with Arnold.
2: If you're going to get paid by, uh, because of your WGA status, uh, for a week's worth of uh, pass work on something, I would just take it no matter what. Well, right, yeah, yeah, no, I don't
0: think that he was not refusing it. I think he just didn't think that the script had any problems, really, you know, in terms of, like, as a writer, there wasn't anything for him really to need to do. And, like, you kind of get that, like, as, like, like, a respectable thing as a writer, to think of, like, oh, hey, you know, they always bring other writers
2: in, but if You know, there's that there's that joke his character does about uh, yelling into his girlfriend's pussy, and uh, and I always assumed that that was him. That was him. And so it's interesting how much of the dialogue exactly like that this new one had in it. Right. It was was filled with just stuff like that. You know, isn't
1: it? Isn't it great? Yeah, I really liked that stuff.
0: I loved it. So, uh, (sighs) gee, I don't even know what to do. Just we'll just jump right into the new Predator movie. It's modern times, I guess. Like it doesn't. It, I don't think it's a period piece in any sense. I'm trying to remember. I saw it a week ago. If
1: anything, it's very near future. Uh, is the, that's like the idea that I got. I think it's know? yeah now or near
2: future. I think I think it's supposed to be. I, well, I think at one point they reference they reference uh, you know the what's his name the the uh, government black ops guy. Uh, introduces the idea that this happened back in 86 and it happened in 97. Right, yeah. Or or whatever years yeah. it was. It was one I and think, two. And count. I think two is set in the future of 97 because it came out what year? Predator 2 came out in... Yes, you're right. It was set in the future of 97. Predator
1: 2 came out in, in 90, I believe. They had the subway. it was subway. set in
2: 1997. Yes, they had the subway. Yes. It's kind of like Harley Davidson and the Marlboro right. Man. Right, S- set Crystal in the near future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Burbank Airport. Uh-huh. uh the, the but it's
1: funny because it preceded the uh, L.A. riots and it kind of predicted them.
2: Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that would have been hard to do, but they did great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think now that's finally caught up to this current time, though, once again, they didn't have to. It didn't have to be any particular. Time, I mean, it was definitely like, made with like a 80 sensibility, but they quickly, you know, I think they, they did well. I, I It kind of made it. Did they mention uh, the stuff that happened in Aliens versus Predator? No, no, that's the no. timeline. I'm So lost I wonder that. if it even counts any of that as canon.
0: Well, that's the thing. Did the first Alien versus Predator? Did that? Didn't that take place in a future that hasn't happened yet, too? Or like twenty twelve? I believe so. So I, I don't think that the Predator could is still before the other. But it's, not, but it's yeah. not
1: before
2: Aliens versus
0: Predator. You mean the, the Requiem? The Requiem one?
2: I thought that that one was a direct sequel of Alien versus Predator. But, it, but it's not set in that timeline. It's yeah, set. It's oh set, set like now. It was. Set I think it's. I think it's safe to say that this is now.
0: what they're doing with the new. Like with the new. <laughs> ha- the new Halloween movie. They're doing the. Remake reboots are retcon. Up.
2: Yeah, it's a ret- it retcon's everything his, back. His to mask everything. has wrinkles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, because he's older. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, re- it, ret- it retcon's it back to right after that first one. So in this case, it's like uh, no, this is after the second one. Second for uh, Halloween. Oh no, Hall- Hall- yeah, Halloween. Right, no, Halloween yes, yeah, right. Halloween. Yeah, I know this is after the second one. But, but anyway, because uh, you know, there's some similar stuff in that Alien vs Predator re- Requiem, which I liked uh i i thought it was it was stupid enough that i enjoyed it plus it was rated r again and it had just sure. some really dumb violent stuff in it and nothing close to this so that the violence that happens in this you know it's it's definitely very fake but it actually the stuff that the uh the super predator does to the the renegade predator oh right spoiler spoiler alert, spoiler yeah. alert oh yeah we the... give everything away that's what this. we do. So just Everyone knows. all listeners know. Uh, but like he, you know, smashes his head. Like the most violent stuff is stuff that actually happened to the predators in the movie. It seemed like For the most part, yeah. Um, right.
1: So doesn't the guy get ripped in half? Oh yeah, there there were people ripped in half,
2: <laughs> but none of it was as viscerally viscerally gory as the stuff that actually happened to the predators. They were just, you know, any, yeah. anything where you take something's head and just smash it uh, is always kind of like the worst thing that can happen in a movie. And uh, they did that to the Predator.
1: Yep. I think you're just allowed to... You're allowed to do more to, to uh, creatures, right? Oh, you can. You're to you can. But I think
2: that, you know, they try to... Hu- you know, the thing about the Predator is compared to the alien, uh, the Xenomorph, is that you can humanize it more because it's got more human features and it's it has obviously... has a culture. S- culture and sentience and all that sort of thing. Not the, the, the... It's got tools that it uses right. to cauterize its wounds. Yeah. I mean, it, it, from all, you think... know, it's it's more, uh, <laughs> more advanced really technologically, but... Uh, and there's a lot of stuff that's wrong with the movie. It's it's actually a huge plot holes and loops and points that are dumb. For instance, why does the the renegade predator uh, insist on trying to kill every human it comes across if he's right. trying to leave something okay, I, to help them? This, because I have a theory. Okay, go Because ahead. it's so
0: complicated, and I hate to do this, I'm just going to, in like a minute and a half, lay out the plot to the predator. Okay, boom. It starts... A Predator is being chased by another Predator in space and it warps into Earth. It crashes. This guy who's a sharpsuit finds finds the uh, Predator's gear and ships it back to his autistic kid. And uh, <laughs> yep. already this is getting too Retarded hard. Kid. Basically the idea is that then people show up in black helicopters and they find the Predator knocked out. And, and they're aware of this from Predator 1 and 2 that these exist and blah, blah, blah. They're coming here more frequently. And it becomes this plot of like that they're coming here and they're actually harvesting human DNA to add, like that's been something the Predators have always done. That's the big wrinkle they add to the mythos of the Predators that they're using it to do re- recombinant right. genetic and there engineering. There was a
2: Predator alien in right. Predators versus alien alien, yes. Requiem, right? Requiem. right. Versus, yeah. Which
0: hasn't happened yet or didn't. happen. I think happen it did happen, or okay. it's not canon. One right. of those. So there's this big government organization, and then it's chasing after the guy who is the sharpshooter. And then the guy who's a sharpshooter gets, like, meets up with all the the 'er ne'er-do-well other military guys. (sighs) And then they escape and... Wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah, and then then the Predator chases after them, and then the the guys that are the government become the villains for a while, which is an extra needlessly convoluted thing that kind of lost me in the third act. And then they fight each other, and then the predator fights them, and then it dies. It's, it's needlessly complicated plot wise. Yes, but and it, it, and, and it's it undermines basic, the comedy and the joy and the. It action. doesn't. It
2: doesn't. Kind I of. think you're totally wrong. And I saw how low your grade was for it, and I was stunned because I think this was a perfect film. It was I, an absolutely I perfect. I enjoyed film. it. I enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I loved it. And, I enjoyed and, it. Until so I, I think what it comes down to with, with all of this stuff, you know what's funny is that you were talking about how much you like Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man perfect. 3 has a needlessly complicated plot as well, and it's all about right. secret shit. Uh, nice guys and needlessly complicated – that's not the point. He, yeah. he, what Shane Black is, is he is uh, – uh, what's his name? The big sleep author. That's what he is. He's – he – yes, yeah. Raymond Chandler. Yes, he's Raymond Chandler. None of the stuff that happens in a plot is relevant. All that matters is the characterization and the sure, dialogue. It's fine. David Mamet, except for uh, it's, he's not, it's not robotic in the plotting. It's about the life of the dialogue and the characters. Sterling K. Brown's character was absolutely perfect. It was a fantastic Shane Black character. And he blew his own head up. Incredible. He blew his own head up. That's great. Yeah. With the shoulder rocket thing. Oh, I didn't catch yeah, that. Did yeah, did you actually notice I, that, was I noticed that. that. Was a... It was very quick, but yes. yeah, Seth, Seth came okay, out so that and, and asking, happened that... to the guy. Yeah, he blew his he own That showed... was the
1: biggest flaw, I think, yeah. with, the, with the movie. That... But the editing was... was It, it reeked of reshoots and... Um, it did. And, and, and just, like, the whipping around editing and, like, that part. Like, me and my brother after the movie... We both were like, all right, that was awesome. Which but, brother? Uh, what was up with that scene in the woods where you couldn't tell what the fuck was going on? Which brother? Hang on. And then which I brother? called my cousin after the movie, and he didn't really like it. And the reason he didn't like it was because he, he said the editor of that movie should be shot. And I was like, I don't know if it's the editor's fault at this point. Hey, let me ask you. But clearly they're going to hire a competent editor. Which which brother did you see it with? Uh, Vinny, you don't you uh, know.
2: Vinny. No, I've, I've seen pictures of Vinny on Instagram. Looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry. Sorry for for that.
0: Um, I agree. Yeah. I'm not sorry. It definitely did start. It bothered me less in the first part because it was more funny and less about this crazy plot and it was very simple like okay, we're getting chased and then we're not. And I think if it hadn't had those things, if the Sterling K. Brown character, who was kind of funny and enjoyable, very funny, if he hadn't just done he this
2: weird great. heel turn to become like kind of, it a, wasn't a heel turn. No, he was it, all he was always presented. You knew from very early on that he was a bad guy, but he was enjoyable as a bad guy, right? He was, and, and he was, he was trying the, trying the kind do of do bad guy. He was like stuff. a Gary Oldman yeah, guy. Right? He was trying to do the so, serious so stuff, from the start. but he
0: was, but he was the kind of guy that wouldn't. It did his actions towards the humans. The, old, the only, only straight up good
2: protagonist. Boyd, Boyd Holbrook's character wasn't even necessarily likable, except for that he has a retarded kid he's trying to protect. And so sure. that makes him the ipso facto that
1: he calls son. Yeah, yeah. it's his son.
2: Uh, it's he's he's so he's basically you know, and they had that whole cool thing about how the, the super predator is like, you know, uh, he he wants to his prize will be McKenna, and then it turns out it's his retard kid because right. he's the evolution of the human race. Retards are the next step Jesus in the human life. They, they right.
0: demonstrate the, that with the chess thing, which I thought was going to
2: come back in a more direction. It just shows that he's, he's... I think that the best way they could say, how can we show that this kid could figure out alien technology in a matter of minutes? I know, let's have somebody fuck up a bunch of chess boards and he'll put them back together.
1: Right, sure. Well, I didn't... See, that I didn't like. I think that um, I think that throughout this movie there's like a complete lack of understanding of, of, of autism and uh, Tourette's and yes, PTSD too, yeah. and uh, another, <laughs> like, like, he just uh, completely bongle, like bungles like, all these different sort of things, and, uh, the autism thing, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he read this book, Neural Tribes, or whatever, and, uh, supposedly it's very good, and it goes into sort of this theory that it really is, like, autistic people really are, like, this, this future evolution, like, that's a real theory, so that's kind of interesting that they touched on that, but, um, the way that they did it was uh, was pretty well, rough. The, the, the was, thing they basically very, did very was
2: old. they expanded on the idea that people have been thinking of recently was that when we think – when we make fun of nerds, we make fun of an old nerd culture thing like they did in the Revenge of the Nerds movie. What you're making fun of is autistic people and, and making fun of people with a, Asperger's. And so the only way that you can reference that is by saying that you're making fun of people who are smarter than usual people. So it's not necessarily that they, they you know that this kid actually had whatever – and, and you know the kid, other kids call him Aspergers and stuff like that. and that, but he was just very smart. That's all it was. Well, but it was you are forgetting they kid, added this right?
0: weird thing about the, the sounds that sort yeah. of stopped becoming a problem for him
2: later. Yeah, it didn't really. It was an issue for much. him at the very beginning. Who knows what they cut out of the movie, yeah. but I don't. I don't have a problem with any of that stuff. I, I think action movies should be messy. They should be uh, needlessly complicated. <laughs> and this, it was, it was violent. It was funny. Uh, it had phenomenal dialogue. It was the same as any other. You know, uh,
1: the dialogue was. I great. was afraid
2: that it was going to be less Shane Blacky than the other Shane Black movies, and that was needless. That was you know unfounded because it was it was just like, you know, it's funny t- trying to think of what other uh, Shane Black movies I could compare it to so directly. I think it was almost exactly like the Nice Guys. It was it was needlessly complicated and perfectly done in that way.
0: Yeah, I mean.
1: I think the thing with the plotting, oh, well,
0: mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think when you talk about Chandler, you're talking about the noir thing, which means that yeah, there's always a bigger plot. It's Chinatown with noir, you know, yeah, literally and figuratively and whatever. Uh, but with this, where it's just this big, dumb action movie that's funny and, and, and more about comedy. It's, fun, it's funnier than I thought it was going to be, even knowing Shane Black was doing it. Right. Um,
2: it was about what, what I wanted you and You're holding your hand at me like Ma- Howie Mandel. Why are you doing that? I don't know. I, I, I'm a student, <laughs> of, a student of great comedians. And, um, you got a rubber chicken
0: sticking yeah, in your head, and, and so... I, like I said, it just—it just—I just it's just i it just did not need that extra level. I was already confused about the predator killing the predator with the other predator. And well, was... I
2: think they made—they made, they made all that stuff clear as they went along, and by the end of it, all that—all that needed you needed to worry about was the fact that they were being chased, and then the right. big—the big, you know, I mean, everything was if you—if you really carefully parse it all out, it does make sense, except for that the first predator was killing everybody; it was coming across. But I think in. So here's my theory on that. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty simple. Um, I, I think he just
1: they they kidnap him exactly, and they strap him exactly. to a table of course he's gonna so be pissed he's, off he's trying to help he's him. trying I'm to like get away
2: and that the funniest thing i've ever seen in any movie ever is when he jumps into that escaping van and he fucks all those guys up and then the guy goes you all right back there and he sticks the guy's severed hand with a thumbs up through the, thing. the guy <laughs> like goes that. and the guy goes fucking guys <laughs> i like that guys. a lot that was the funniest thing ryan and i cracked up so hard that, in that pretty, part. pretty dumb and pretty good yeah that was phenomenal
1: I like that, but there were a couple. There were a couple parts in this movie. Like my brother looked at me at one point, and he said, "This is the hardest I've laughed oh, in like two so years." Good.
2: So good, yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, so I, I, was, I assumed that uh, I, I didn't know what you thought of it yet, Rocco. But Ryan and I absolutely loved it. My friend Ryan is one of one of uh, my best buddies, and he's a goofin' He sounds got so well a very like good a taste boss. in comedic movies. But we we both assumed that he I would love him, it Rocco. You think Shane Black me. guy? I'll, I'll, I'll and. Uh, uh, then I saw that Ian gave it a three out of five, and I thought that was unconscionably low. For okay, Ian. So,
1: well, oh, it's half a it's half a star too low. It's half low? a star too low for you. Or, it might be when my a
2: movie. I give it a four. I would I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'm going to give it a pretty high three point five out of five. I think myself <laughs> hey the,
0: the first half is a four the second half is like a two and a half and that's just how it goes for I me and so. not even the second half and there's... then
2: they and they did the, they did the great old action movie thing where they just killed off all the good guys one in a row really quickly at the kind end, of, the end. Yeah. that was great i love no, that no i mean I... and the it's one also, guy it's also great the one guy even flips him off and throws himself into an engine that was mm-hmm. great
1: oh yeah that's i love phenomenal. That. It, it, it does a thing that a lot of movies I loved. As like a, like a ten year old it. did, yeah. which is like movies from like the late '90s, where like seventy percent of the movie is good and thirty yeah. percent sucks, but it's it's in a way where you never go more than five minutes without something yeah. awesome happening, so you just forget all the bad right. stuff. Yeah. I,
2: and, and and the stuff that they did to make the Boyd Holbrook character kind of badass, and he had little quippy lines too, and the part where the guys like. Like you're gonna kill us with a tranq gun? He's like, well, you kidnapped my son. So yeah. Then he blows the guy away through his eye socket. Right. That, that, was was been, real... that was awesome. Yes. Like they just did stuff like that. And like you know, they do the thing, the old thing where you you unhook a grenade and you put it in someone's pants and shit like that. And mm-hmm. like they did stuff like that. Not in someone's pants, but they did stuff like that all movie long. This was, is was great. Like how? What kind of little creative way can we kill this character off in this moment right here? Right. And there's way too many
1: speaking words I can't roles. remember his last line, the final line of the movie. Oh, he what says, I hope it? it
2: comes in a 42 long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was no, no, such but a but terrible he says, line. That... He says, what is that thing? And he says, it's my new yeah. suit. Oh, he calls so, him Bubba. But, but he goes, can't it's can't my remember. new suit, Bubba. Yeah, Bubba. <laughs> and then the last line is, I hope it comes in a
2: 42 long, which is the worst ending line to every ever movie in any movie ever made, which is just great. Yeah, <laughs> It's great that you would end a movie on a line that bad. That's pretty I love bad. it. But, of course, the best he's teamed up with... I guess um, the same organization
0: that that the other guy was leading to kill them. Yeah, that's certainly Cape Brown, Brown and was it's leading like,
2: yeah. But like now they it, gave his son a job, so they're all good.
0: But it just didn't. It didn't need to have all of this extra. What are you stuff talking about? It. It, just it didn't need. It be. should have been the it, Russians. It did. That's need all I'm be. saying.
2: It should have been the Russians. What should have been the Russians? The bad guys uh, should have been the Russians.
0: I guess. I don't know. It just.
1: Uh, in a predator movie, was it a government agency yeah, it had, though? It, it wasn't it the private company from Predator 2? I don't know that that was what it was. I, I don't think it, so
2: because it, it had it had a lot of government connections.
1: Yeah. Because I, but Jake, right. Busey, Jake Busey was playing Gary Busey's son. Wasn't that a son. private company? I never got that when I watched Predator 2. Was he 2. playing Gary Busey's son? Yeah, I checked IMDb and they uh, had the uh, same I list. I figured that, that was, awesome. was a nod at least. That's cool. Yeah. Which kind of kicks yeah, ass actually. That is cool. I like that. Out of, out of the three nods to the original series, that was the best one. But I also liked uh, Your One Beautiful Motherfucker was a great yeah. line. But Get to the Choppers. Get to the Choppers, yeah. That up. was a waste of
2: that line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of like
2: a good waste. But all the stuff they had with the, uh, with the, the Dirty Dozen guys was great. And yeah. They, you know, as much as it seemed like they were – as soon as when I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Ah, oh, this looks so forced." And it's got Keegan Michael Key, and it's got uh, right. what's his name, and they just throw them throwing them all together in the thing, and it, yeah, and it's just,
1: and it felt it felt forced for like for the first, first couple minutes. It two did, or three and then minutes it flowed into with something them? that
2: was so much more uh, juvenile and casual than I thought it was going to be. That it was it was just very easygoing, and they were all very. You know they—they they were all very benign. None of them were very scary. They obviously weren't going to rape uh, what's her name's character. Then they set up the nope. things around her bed to make her feel more comfortable. When hilarious. she woke up, that was pretty funny. So <laughs> like, no, 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 it's too close in to that her apartment. Hand. Too, that was the best. That yeah. was the best.
0: Too close, too, too close to her hand. Yeah. Like, what did you do? <laughs> that was
2: I did. Uh, she sheesh your pussy. Yeah, right. Eat your pussy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was I, I loved this. Anyway, I loved it. I and I was stunned. I think the the worst response I've seen to it, well I mean obviously there's critical response, but that doesn't matter, was Ian's.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I, I really did enjoy all the parts I did. Now I'll probably bump it up a half when I you see should, it a second time but, because I won't be annoyed by the parts that annoy me. I'll just accept it. that's how it goes sometimes. But you have an
2: issue with that. Like you you have you've you've taken movies that were like visually or tonally impressive and uh uh, you know, uh, oh, and oppressive, and you're like, ah, but but that one guy, why did he take his helmet off?
0: Oh, come on, we're gonna get back to Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, then... it's always coming back to Prometheus. Well, and that, and I that, take his helmet off. That
1: drops That example is like an easy example because or... it's
2: an easy bad la- lazy writing thing, and that's once again one of your J.J. Abrams guys. Well, that's Lindelof. Yeah. But
1: um, w- did you guys think? Did you guys think the ending was gonna be the alien? No, I I thought I
2: didn't know I have this. I, I assumed really that um, because they talked about that way about the uh, the planet heating up I thought it was going to be some sort of weird atmospheric thing that was going to help them cool down the planet. And It turned out just to be something that would help them kill predators which I is thought it was going to be Dutch. That'd be Dutch. <laughs> they had thought, Dutch.
1: See that's what my friend thought. My friend thought it was going to be Schwarzenegger and I was like that would be fucking no, that awesome would be stupid. It, just, it, would be, it would be stupid. It would make no, 70, would make no sense at all. Uh-huh. It would who make cares? <laughs> Dude, no, it would, it would make no sense. It would be it so would be cool. awesome. It would make no He sense. was originally
0: I guess, post. In the original script, he was supposed to show up at the end at some point, but then it was not, wasn't a big enough part. I don't know, whatever. Oh, not really. right. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I think part of it is that it had kind of a weird pacing thing for me too, where, like, once they get to that farm or whatever, yeah. it starts to feel like that's about, like, okay, that's going to have one last action sequence. But then that's really when the bad guy government group starts to get aggressive and then it becomes like okay now they're the bad guys for a while and I think I just felt to me like I wanted it to be more about the action with this team and the Predator and I didn't care so much about this other group of bad guys that were just like for all I could tell I guess just American soldiers that they were killing I, th- I think
2: it was I think it was an organization that was the Dialogue Roosevelt oh, sure yeah it was still allied, the music, allied yeah. with uh, they had the US government backing but I think it was like a private organization sure it was like either, either or way it just, it just was like it didn't need to happen it could have just it, cause it's, you keep saying that like movies need anything ever they don't oh that's fine too <laughs> uh oh I okay. gotta go all right. well, good talking to next you next <laughs>
1: This was fun. I uh, look forward to hearing what you guys absolutely. Have to say yeah. For the rest of it. Okay. Thanks.
0: I don't know. It was like an hour and forty minutes. It's something.
2: It's something about that choice. Those choices. at end started to make it feel long. It felt short to me. I, I I came out of it with you know I haven't seen many movies lately that I that I felt were long. I honestly I just I just saw Mandy yesterday and uh, I don't think it was terribly long. It's a little over two hours, but it it. It the pace is so slow, that's what I've heard. The first act is like the first half is just like the first half is incredible, but it but I it sticks with you. I I, it's it's really really purposeful for the second, it's it's very uh, yeah, it's very it sticks with you. I agree, I highly recommend it. It's but it's uh. Predator moved so fast. It moved so even though I'm, it might have felt long at some point. I guess you're right about it. The it was rushed in at some. Farm. It
0: was rushed at some point, and then it. Then I liked how I it appreciated felt, how fast. It I moved did too. From thing to thing like, to thing like you know. okay, you're right. You talked about the uh, the guys getting introduced, and they literally just introduced each other yeah. in the and they're bang, bang, already been. And, I, I I yeah. yeah. and you're right. It did feel a little like put on and forced for about you and Rocco would have it, but then it, because it became casual, it stayed funny, and then there was still something to the characters. Yeah. Like, you could still have a little moment in the corner where, like, the guy's crying. And you're like, okay, yeah, these guys are still pretty damaged. But, right. like... Yeah. And so then you still have some sense... They had, of,
2: they had those uh, dialogues with, uh, yeah. with uh, Hannah from Dexter.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, uh, yeah. Know,
2: and that was pretty funny. At one point, uh, Tom Jane walks past her and hands her remote and says, I look forward to watching TV with you sometime. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just...
2: I, I was no, I was honestly, I was very surprised by by what I thought you of all people would be contrarian enough that you would see how it was just getting roasted by critics and be like, you know what, screw those guys, it's a good movie, and it is. Well, I, I don't read too not, much into not critics. That three, not that three out of five is bad, but for you for you know, well, I mean, it just seems a little low for the feudal podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I think I think I might have had higher expectations, and I mean, and it did give me a lot of the things I wanted but then the Predator action is still really convoluted but like you said and and this addition of this new idea to the mythos it's, it, like so had that first Predator like sent a text message to the U- United States saying hey I'm going to be there like come pick me up like, like well, they
2: obviously didn't have any
0: way to do that yeah they didn't I mean you know what I mean like but somehow they were expecting they get in their it was, just, it was car. just like it was really fucking weird and I didn't care about that because the characters were funny and the action was good but then when it sort of became more about that and then it ends kind of like it's more about that like I'm just not as interested in this idea of and maybe that's it's the next logical progression of what to do And the series I, I liked it
2: because then it's like it's not just about A thing that comes and hunts—it's about like you know what they're they're trying to turn your planet into something they can move into. Well, yeah, and that makes it that makes it like the aliens are moving in. We got to stop them type thing. That that and you know odds are this won't get. I mean, I don't know. You would think that after ever, I I don't think when any of these movies have come out, they call them relatively good money making wise but none of them have ever been smashes the first predator wasn't a smash it's just something that ends up beloved Mm -hmm. so are the the odds that this will have a direct sequel no probably not but but could they still use what happened in this to build off into something else they make in 10 years or whatever yes you know i'd be surprised if they made a direct sequel unless this somehow makes so much money worldwide that they're like we got to fast track something and then it comes out in a couple years you know
0: sent me a picture of something. The stick? Dick? No, I think it's I think it's the broken cord, but I can't really tell on the sun. His power cord was snapped in half
2: or something. Anyway, oh, oh, cool. D- Dutch Savage just sent me a picture of uh, PJ Souls from Halloween and a few other movies holding a Savage Henry you just took of her.
0: Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I've got a bunch of Shane Black movies
2: that I've got to do is like kind of he's, he's a so great you know it's, it's, it's funny how he, he, he started as someone who was like you know bucked the system and, and just wrote kind of brash dialogue and his characters were kind of brash but it was within boundaries of you know Hollywood action movie plot though he kind of shaped the modern Hollywood action movie I mean they weren't like that until Lethal Weapon came around you know well I think the key is is, is you're talking about movies that are more ostensibly
0: comedy but it's the '80s act, sure, sure, action comedy. Sure, I mean, but,
2: but but the but the plotting is almost exclusively noirish, like sure, complicated things based around this and that, and this and that, and coup rams, right, right. Uh, so it, they're always more busy than they need to be. They're not simple, but but they end up just being about interplay between characters and the dialogue and everything. And that's what Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was. Right. It was about the interplay between the two main characters. And that's what Nice Guys was about. And and his his successes. And even his failures have been about that "Long Kiss Goodnight." I mean, not that he directed it, but I mean everything that he, had, he didn't he had, direct most of these, right? But I mean, like the things that he had his fingerprints right, on, yeah. you know, uh, very clearly were made with his voice. His voice was involved, you know. And uh, now he's directing; um, that hasn't changed. You know, it hasn't changed. He he maybe has more control than he did before. You know, one of the things he's famous for quitting on *Lethal Weapon* two and hating the direction they took it in, and everything like that. You know, he wanted. Rigs to die and uh, various other things to not happen in it, and they said, told him no, and so that he jumped. You know, and he was like, "Screw you guys, I'm not."
0: But apparently, has a script for *Lethal Weapon* five, but uh, that was the really? year ago. I, mm-hmm. I'd heard that. Uh, I, don't I don't know how true that is.
2: But I, I love the guy, and I, and I, I appreciate mm-hmm. uh, his career greatly, and and uh, I'm glad every time every time I hear him, man, like you know, they let him they let him into some big thing, and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. They let him into some big thing. They let him into the mcu they they let him take control of the predator franchise that he was already involved with and, and it made sense you know it made sense to bring him in but he is more of a comedy guy than an action guy i think when it comes down to he's not mctiernan mctiernan is a, an absolute master of the action film and the, the look of it and the the poetry in motion and uh well McTiernan says that he comes from theater and so I think sure. that has a lot to do with it. so Shane, Shane Black is you know no matter what he does directorially he's a writer and yeah. he's you know he makes these characters and he makes the great things they say he's not much of a world builder I don't think but but uh anyway I, I, I thought it was great hard three and a half out of five for me yeah yeah <laughs>